Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Time decisions. Yo, what up, everybody? Game time decisions. A red heat and rage. Our radio has begun. I am Gabriel Morenci, the raging redhead. Cam Stewart will step up and in momentarily as the countdown to Super Bowl Fifty Three is on, and we started breaking it down here this morning. Uh, Dave Mason joined us from uh, from Bet Online throughout the week. We're going to be uh, crushing uh, this Super Bowl on all the shows uh, that we're doing. I've already put together my list of props, actually, which is a little bit earlier in the week uh, than I normally have done. Um, so we'll break it down. Mike Blewett's going to step up and in and uh, join us uh, here this evening. Uh, Cam Stewart will join us eventually. I think we might be having a technical something, but whatever. I expect that. It's pretty much... Uh, yeah, I don't think we've had a smooth start to game time decisions in maybe like I don't know three weeks or something like that, or like a a to the finish line get through. <laughs> um, so here here we are. We start the week off the way we ended uh, last week. Um, we're gonna be breaking it down. I'm not in the best of moods uh, today, to be honest with you. Uh, got crushed over the weekend tonight in the NBA. We got Golden State Warriors and the Indiana Pacers. Warriors, seven and a half point uh, road chalk. Totals 228. Uh, New York Knicks and Charlotte Hornets. Uh, 12 point favorites uh, are the Charlotte Hornets on their home court. Total is 221 and a half. Uh, Brooklyn Nets and the Boston uh, Celtics. Brooklyn uh, Nets getting 11 points. And of course, the Brooklyn Nets are 19 and five now. In their last uh, 24 games, the streak has been incredible. One of their losses actually was to the Boston Celtics um, in, a, in a situation like this. I actually think it was on a Monday night. And if you recall, they played on a Monday night in Boston like three weeks ago. They played on a Monday night in Brooklyn like two weeks ago. The home teams won both times. Now Brooklyn's getting 11 points. This spread feels a little bit high uh, coming in uh, to tonight's basketball game. Though... It does feel as if, though, listen, Brooklyn's kind of, you know, they're due to get pasted, right? It's one of these deals. They're really, really hot. You got to just keep taking them, though. It's like you blindly just got to take the Nets. Uh, Denver Nuggets, uh, five-and-a-half-point road favorites at uh, Memphis. And uh, the Atlanta Hawks uh, get six tonight against the Los Angeles Clippers. Totals 223 there. Totals 206-and-a-half in the Denver-Memphis game. And totals 223-and-a-half in the Brooklyn and Boston uh, game NHL hockey is uh, back um, following the All-Star game debacle. And I guess, you know, the Pro Bowl was a debacle. Uh, my weekend was a debacle. This has happened before, man. You know, I wanted to build up my account before the Super Bowl. I ended up losing uh, the account on Saturday. It, it started out harmlessly. Like, you know, we lost, we lost the college basketball game. And then it sort of just snowballed. And I had a bunch of parlays. And they all freaking fell apart for the most part because of the Maryland Terrapins losing to Illinois on Saturday. Listen, it's my fault. That's what I get for. Uh, that's what I get for uh, pretty much laying down my account on the Maryland Terrapins. All right, Mike Blewett's going to step up and in. We'll see if we can track down Cam Stewart. He's lost in Cyberland, cyberspace somewhere. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game time decisions. All right, game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio. I'm Gabriel Moretzi. I guess Cam will not be joining us. 
uh, which it probably would have been better if I would have been told this before uh, we would go live on the air and they tell me, oh, yeah, just go, go, go. Cam's not here. Go. I actually said last week, if Cam's not there, you have to come up with a new system besides just telling me to go uh, when we start the show. <laughs> so this is what I get, though, for not looking at my phone, uh, to be honest. So once again, I only have myself partially uh, to blame. Now, Mike Blewett's going to join us uh, in about an hour's uh, time. And uh, I'm being informed that uh, Cam Stewart, I don't know, Cam Stewart's like sick or he's got strep throat or something like that. It's just strange. I'm looking at my phone now. Normally, he would text me. Well, the bizarro world uh, just continues. <laughs> I guess if you want to do something, you want to do something right, you got to do it yourself. Uh, so, um, the, like I said, you know, this show, this show is supposed to be fun and stuff, and I always look forward to it, but I'm not going to lie, it's become a real pain in the freaking ass, man. It's become a real bitch. Like, uh, between the echoes and, uh, and just, like, all the bullshit, to be honest, <laughs> that seems to happen in between four and seven for some reason. Um, it's uh, it's starting to uh, to frustrate me. But uh, we'll throw it down. What can we do? It is it is what it is. I guess we'll take some phone calls. Uh, if you can, uh, Jesse, Jesse Lapine out there, you're going to have to do a new uh, new Photoshop, put Cam in a hospital uh, room or something like that. Uh, put Cam in a hospital uh, bed. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I'll try to get the, uh, get the information with Cam, but nobody tells me anything around here, evidently. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully he's all right. <laughs> hopefully... Hopefully he's all right. All right. Uh, so countdown to Super Bowl is on. We got some NBA basketball on the board here this evening, and uh, we've already got our props uh, put together. Now I'm getting tired of hearing about the blown call now with the, for the New Orleans Saints. It's still lingering right now. I see Rams defensive back uh, comments on the blown call. Uh, Drew Brees speaks out on the blown call. And I don't know who it was. I don't know if it was Whale Capper, but one of our guests brought it up, in which he said, you know, it's not like Sean Payton. Sean Payton got all conservative in that football game late. They kicked the field goal. They score a touchdown. You know, that other blown call doesn't come into play uh, there. So I think it's time to move on. Now the new controversy uh, with the NFL and the referees is that four of the referees in the Super Bowl live in the Los Angeles area. And... You know, me personally, I don't. I you know, I don't think that it affects a referee. You know where a referee is from. The whole point of being a referee in the National Football League is you're supposed to be. You know, you're not supposed to be a fan of any team. You're you're objective. Listen, you know, I'm in New York right now. I'm not a fan of the Jets or Giants, and just so just because you're in a city or you live in a city doesn't mean that you're going to automatically be a fan of the team but the optics the optics of this are not good they're, they're the optics of this are not good at all and like I'll be honest if four of the referees from were from Boston I would be saying what the hell are you guys doing here it's just another little thing that Roger Goodell who makes as much money as he does really shouldn't allow these things to happen like even when they put together the combo of the um, of the referees, they should have said, "Yeah, all right, listen, these guys are all really good, but but you know, four of them are from LA, and everyone's gonna bitch." So now if something happens, the NFL just sort of opens themselves up to this. Now don't forget, people were bitching that Bill Vinovich was uh, doing the game. Because the Rams were 0-8, right, with Bill Finovich, and they ended up getting one of the uh, most gratuitous calls ever. I can barely hear the music still, guys. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire.
Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports uh, Radio Network. I'm Gabriel Morenci. Mike Blewett's going to join us around uh, 5 o'clock or so. I'm not sure which one of the Daily Roto uh, experts it'll be. Uh, Monday and Thursday, the uh, the Roto guys step up and in. I guess it's it's a mystery. Who's behind door number one? It's either Leone, Dick Meyer, or Ricky Sanders. Um, my guess it's going to be Ricky Sanders because uh, Ricky uh, Ricky seems to be the guy, but I don't know if he was out of the loop last week, but I've noticed Ricky's back uh, on Twitter a lot today. So my guess, see if you can find out, Yang, who, who our guy is. But either way, whatever, we're talking NBA DFS. A little bit later on, we'll talk Super Bowl. Uh, Scott Angle uh, will talk, uh, talk Super Bowl. What's going on, Scott? How are you, my friend? Uh, good to be back home with you. It's too long. Am I the only person outside of Dot Avenue in Boston that doesn't hate the New England Patriots? Um, you probably you probably are at least the only person in this city as well. Yeah, the Patriots are not a likable team. Like they're Boston themselves. You know, it used to people were actually happy for them the first time the Red Sox won. Remember, it was like, well, they hadn't won in forever, and it's like, all right, finally. Finally, the Red Sox won, and they went, and even the Patriots. Remember the first Patriots Super Bowl victory that they won? Yeah. You know, it was like the second biggest upset ever, huh? besides, like, I guess the Jets and the Colts um, Super Bowl. I mean, they were 14-point underdogs. They win the game outright. Tom Brady was really unknown. It was a nice story, and it did, you know, that evaporated as well. They just become so obnoxious with winning all the time. That's the thing. Yeah, I guess nobody really likes likes a winner, but you know the Patriots have done it more successfully than anybody in what's a very difficult sport. We've never seen anything like this. It's I mean, the, the Steelers. Fans. The Steelers are most a consistent fan franchise, I think, in terms of winning. Like every decade since the seventies, they've been in contention at some point. But with the Patriots, though, it, you know, nine Super Bowls, nobody nobody's done it. And it's not just the fans. People don't like Brady and Belichick. They feel they're cheaters. The other part of it is, though, people never mention Josh McDaniels. He never gets enough credit for his role in this just because he left for two years. Yeah, I don't know how much credit Josh McDaniels deserves, really. Like, Why? That, that offense has been terrific, and he's the guy that's always a step ahead of the opposition. It's not like Belichick designs the game plans. They've been, yeah, that offense has been terrific with Tom Brady, with any anybody that's been there. Like, any... How did it work out when Josh McDaniels tried to be a coach? Like, listen, I'm not saying he's not a good coordinator and he fits perfectly with the Patriots, yeah. but there's, you know, people, how many coaches were with the Patriots that have gone on? Like, look at Matt Patricia. The Patriots' defense is better without Matt Patricia. Yeah, but those and guys like are he, good as he, coordinators and not he as He gets coaches. a job because people think, oh, because he's with, he's with Belichick. Like, is... Is Josh McDaniels good, or is Belichick and Tom Brady in the system, and it makes makes Josh Daniels look better? You know, that's, I don't think uh, so. I think McDaniels was a case. Like of it's the just same like, thing. We'll see. Like now Wade with Phillips, like like they're good coordinators, but and Rex Ryan, they're not good head coaches. Yeah, you know that 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 could be a good point. Look, like um, Mike Martz actually said it recently last week. He was talking about Sean McVay, and he said he thinks it's funny. All these teams are hiring anybody that's ever basically been on a field with Sean McVay before. Like, oh, yeah, no, he was on Sean McVay. Oh, he was the quarterback. Oh, he was with Sean McVay. And like Martz stated, he said, just because you're with somebody doesn't make you them. <laughs> and Martz like, called it out. And he said, no disrespect to those guys. Any of them got hired. But he said, Sean McVay is so unique. And there's only one Sean McVay. That yeah. just because you were with Sean McVay, doesn't make you Sean McVay, and I feel the same the same way about like a lot of these these Patriot guys. But I'll bring it up. It's, a good, it's, it's like a good it's like the White Sox are doing. They're hiring like everybody except for Manny Machado's dog walker, except from yeah, yeah. Manny Machado himself. Yeah, yeah, and if they, if they don't get him, they're going to be stuck with all these guys. After. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, his brother-in-law, um, yeah, John John Jay, very sort of similar to the Raptors. Let's let's be real. Look, the Raptors hired. The Raptors hired one of Kawhi Leonard's best friends to be like their video coordinator or something like that. The Raptors have bent over backwards, so so Kawhi Leonard will re-sign with them. And I'm not sure doing all the things that they're going to do right now for him are actually going to change. I think he's going to do what he's going to do, no matter what. But the thing with the Patriots is, and it's the Red Sox as well, and look, and the Boston Bruins. Like you know, like growing up. 
like you know in Montreal the, the Boston Montreal rivalry is pretty heated in, in hockey and I never disliked the Bruin players so even when I was young I never really understood why everyone in Montreal hated the Bruins so much and then I realized well their fans are just sort of assholes and <laughs> And so it sort of I realized early. I was like, oh, my God. So I always knew Bruin fans. But the Red Sox fans are even worse. And the the Patriot fans, too, they have a self-entitlement like, uh, now. Like, look, do you hate the Golden State Warrior fans? Do you hate Oakland fans? The, the only one Golden State Warrior <laughs> fan I know is Corey Parson. He's not even a real Warrior fan. You know, a lot, a lot. I see a lot of people in New York City like wearing he's a casual Warriors. Warrior. Yeah. No, he's he's a fake. He 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 was yeah, a Nick a fan for the warrior. for his, the first forty years of his life. So he's not a Warrior. He's not a Golden State fan. I don't really know any Golden State fans. It's like who I grew up hating in sports. You know, it's like and it's sports hate. You grow up, you mature. Uh, it's sports hate. You know, I don't take it personally. I grew up hating the Yankees. I don't hate them anymore because I've had press credentials and been exposed to the game in a different way. But, you know, I grew up when I was a Knicks fan. Uh, I grew up hating the Boston Celtics and the Sixers. And uh, as a Seahawks fan, it was unique, though. I grew up hating the Raiders first. Then I, I hated the Steelers. But then when I lived in South Florida, I probably felt... Uh, found out that the Miami Dolphin fans that are down there that are hardcore are probably the lowest forms of life I've ever encountered. <laughs> See, I will, I tell, I will were... tell you a story what's... that can make your stomach turn, Gabe. What, uh, what's... I didn't even know there were Dolphin fans. I guess there's a few of them, right? Yeah, there's a few of them. They're very, very abusive if you don't root for the home team. Uh, no matter who you root for, I'm a Seahawk fan. It's like, why are, you, why are you giving me crap? I'm not a Buffalo fan. Uh, there was this big Miami Dolphins fan that I knew in my <laughs> office, and I walked in to by near his office, and the Jets were beating the Dolphins at the, the last minute, and he was kicking and cursing things, and then he started cursing at me. I said, why are you cursing at me? I'm, I'm not a Jet fan. He goes, because you're from New York. I said, but I'm a Seahawks fan. You know that? He goes, you know what? I hate you and everything else from New York. I'm glad the Twin Towers burned down. I, you know, I, I, I wish, I, I wish a plane would hit there again. That's how I must hate you and everybody else in New York. Yeah, that, that's a little over the top, isn't it? Yeah. Over a football game. <laughs> over a football game. Yeah, over a football game. Yeah, but you can't blanket yeah. coverage every Dolphin fan because one guy's a little loud. I right? know, but I've I've seen a lot of other jerky Dolphin fans, you know, who've said things. I've seen I've seen Miami Dolphin male fans fist fight female fe- female New York Jet fans. Uh, you know, I I've seen them get very very just personal. If you don't like the Dolphins, they get very very angry and personal with you. It's a state of Florida thing. The state of Florida's whacked out, bro. It's yeah. just the state, the state of Florida's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's I used to go one. to the Mets and the Marlins when I lived down there. I did, there'd be more Mets fans than Marlins fans there. Oh, yeah. Like the three Marlins fans would get mad. Go back to New York. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's a ton of. I know well, if it did, nobody would be here. Yankee fans can be pretty obnoxious, too, though. Like, Corey, Corey's pretty obnoxious with the Yankee stuff. And just in a fact, look, they, they haven't won in a while, right? They're, but they're they, not they the team sort... of the century. We talked about no, it. like the Red Sox are the the new, you know they they are the Red Sox are the new sort of mini dynasty uh, in baseball uh, right now. The yeah, they are since since the Yankees uh, won in two thousand, they've won one time, and the Red Sox have won three times. Uh, the Cardinals and the Giants have also won more than the Yankees. The Yankees have had one World Series championship since two thousand. Most of their success is from the land century. They were a team of the 20th, 20th century. It puts in context. It puts in context just how good the Patriots have been, though. That this started in two thousand two, and here we are now. It's two thousand nineteen. Like, think about it. Think of all. We'll hit it on the other side. Think of all like the quarterbacks and players and coaches that have come and gone. I mean, like Tom Brady beat Kurt Warner in a Super Bowl. He beat Jake DeLome. Uh, in a Super Bowl, and uh, it's still here after all these years. I don't love them, but I, I do respect them. Game Time Decisions continues. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. 
The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. We got the missing Bill Carton for uh, for Cam. Good job, uh, good job uh, by Wiley Coyote. Have you seen this man? Contact at uh, Sports Rage. All right, uh, thank you, Yang. Uh, we've got uh, Scott Engel in the house. Uh, Mike Blewett going to join us a little bit uh, later on. The countdown of the Super Bowl is on, and uh, Engel, you are a Met fan, so you're going to like this angle here. That uh, angles, Boston, angles. of course, yeah, angles, angles. Uh, Boston beat uh, Los Angeles in the in the World Series this year. Yeah. Now Boston, the Patriots called New England, but let's call them Boston, uh, playing Los Angeles in the Super Bowl. If if the Patriots win, it would only be the second time ever, and the first time since. 1969, that a city had two teams win the the World Series and the Super Bowl against the same two teams, uh, two two teams from another city. So basically, the in 1969, the New York Mets uh, beat the Baltimore Orioles for the World Series championship, and of course, the uh, New York Jets beat the Baltimore Colts in the Super Bowl. And uh, we have the Boston Red Sox beat the Dodgers in the World Series. And uh, if if the Patriots win, then, of course, it would be another Boston over Los Angeles victory, which would just be a little bit too much to handle, actually, because I don't even know they know that yet. Once they find out that little stat, we're never going to hear the end of that either. And, hell, the Celtics might make it to the stupid NBA Finals this year, too. You never know. Uh, but the Lakers aren't. <laughs> the Lakers aren't. And the Clippers are not even even the NBA can't uh, get LeBron James to the finals this year, but pretty crazy. Scott goes back all the way to 1969. So New York did it. The Mets and the Jets beat the Colts and the Orioles. The first time it could happen since then. Yeah, that was uh, the, actually the Knicks. Uh, the next year also won the NBA championship, but it was against Los Angeles. That was really like uh, when New York was really dominating uh, sports. Some of the but glory the, years, the, yeah. Some of the glory years. You know, I know certain people on your show say, you know, the Mets are never relevant. You know, that that's far from true. Uh, for people who live in this city, the the the, the Nets have really been a, like an irrelevant team. For no, and even in the eighties, in yeah. the eighties, the and, Mets were more relevant than the Yankees. I mean. In oh, the yeah. movie, do the right thing. Are they talking about the Yankees? No, they're talking about the Mets. Like the biggest rivalry, you know, the the Mets Red Sox World Series was massive. As a Dodger fan, and you'll remember this. You know this. Those Mets Mets Dodgers playoff series were over the top big. Like no one wanted to play the Mets. The Mets were like loaded with superstars. Yep. Yeah, and uh, you know, I personally believe. You know, this is my personal belief that you know, the city has never seen. A franchise like the Yankees, who's who's dominated for you know, like you'll never see a team like the '90s Yankees again. I don't think an athlete has ever dominated the city like Derek Jeter has and grabbed a hold of it. But I've never seen a team seize the entire city like the '86 Mets did for one season. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. You know, that's the consistency factor over the years. There's no doubt the Yankees. I mean, at least in Manhattan. I can't. I I can't speak for the entire city, obviously, but in Manhattan, it's very rare to see Mets gear. <laughs> like, I'm you know, surprised. That, that changed though when they when they went to the World Series in 2015. You you saw that you saw that for a little while. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, yeah, even Jets. Like you don't. I don't see a lot of Jet gear either. It really is more of a Queens thing, isn't it? Long Island, Queens. No, it's it's more Long Island. 
uh, certain parts of Jersey. It's just you know, it's it's not it's not cool. Cause also because of the colors, like mostly like Jersey's really, like, giant the, the country, or, too. The orange and blue isn't considered cool, and the green and white. Like I'll put it, it this way, Scott. Ugly. When there's a when there's a giant game like the FanDuel Sportsbook in Jersey's, like it's packed with giant fans. You know, right? When the Jets play, it's not packed with Jet fans. Like the you know, you can tell like the hierarchy. Even you go into a Taco Bell, they give you a Giants cup. There ain't no Jets logos anywhere. You know, like it right. seems. You know, even a, I think the Giants are bigger in Jersey than they are in New York. Man, it seems like the Giants are Jersey's team, but New Jersey Devils are the only pro sports team in New Jersey. Yeah, they are, and you know, technically, that put their name on it. Technically, right? At least the Buffalo their name Bills on it. are the only only NFL team in the state of New York. Yeah, in the past years, you're not saying something because yeah. the Bills blow. Yeah. You know the Bills, the Bills are actually more popular than it's surprising. The Bills like were like the third most popular team in the state. They did like a ranking. It was like the Yankees, the Giants, then the Bills. You know, Western New York though. So it's, it's a little bit yeah, skewed. Yeah, but they're not they're not really any of the five boroughs. You know, they're not close enough really. No, no, no one in New York City. There's there's a lot of Bills fans in New York that I see. I saw I've see I see Bills gear every day, but they're obviously just sort of people from Buffalo. <laughs> that, yeah, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of fans of teams from out of state uh, all over New York. It's you, you look you look at there's so many Dallas fans, there's Pittsburgh fans. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. the supposed 70s glory franchises. You'd be surprised, though. The Bills are actually a pretty popular franchise for some reason. They are. Uh, I, they, I know. I know they are. Like, you, like they, you know, like they, you, you look at their road games, there's always Bills fans. People forget, right? I mean, the Bills used to be good, but it's just the people that like the Bills, they're loyal. They love the Bills. and But it's, you know, like I said, not a day goes by. Pretty much every day. Today I saw a dude, very strange. He had a Bills hat and, like, jacket on. And, you know, the other day some business guy had a Buffalo Sabre winner toucan, and he saw my Bills hat, and he stopped me. Go Bills, and he pointed at a Sabre logo. You know, some kid the other day started talking to me. He saw my Bills hat. He started, oh, they should draft this. They should do that. So, yeah, the Bills, the Bills do have fans, all right? A man that's not a Bills fan is a Patriot fan. Uh, and he's no doubt excited uh, this week uh, about his New England Patriots playing in another Super Bowl. And, I don't know, you getting bored with this stuff yet, Chowder? Because it's all you guys do is uh, play in Super Bowls all the time. Clam Chowder, what's up, Chowder? Hey, how it doing? How it doing? Media day, opening night. Uh, yeah, Marvel's Gabriel Morenci, uh, yeah, Scott Engel, and is whipping the kitten around. Nah, uh, whipping the kitten's a loss. He's lost in an alley somewhere. Uh, okay, Cam got yeah, yeah, yeah. He's under the weather. His mic. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Speaking of Witten, see, Witten broke the trophy yesterday. The, the guy's in the Andrethal. Um, he can't even, like, the guy broke the Pro Bowl trophy. But so, Chowder, listen, I don't know. Maybe you, you're going to call back later in the week again, but you seem to call on Monday. So what's your prediction for, for the Super Bowl in case we don't hear from you be, uh, before the big game? Okay, 31-28, Pats. 31-28, Patriots. Sounds like an average. Is that over like or, or under? Yeah, that would creep over the number because the total is yeah. fifty-six and a half. Yeah. Okay. So like, okay. You know what? Every Patriot game, every Patriot Super Bowl has been a three-point game, except uh, for last year. It was the first one. It wasn't, or the one against Seattle too. Uh, but they've yeah, all been like four, one possession, three points. points. Yeah. 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 But it, what what was it? It was actually yeah, it swung right. It was four. It, what was the it was lead? Twenty four fourteen, and then they they scored the final fourteen points. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty crazy. And remember uh, the fourteen point favorite, the uh, fastest turf in NFL. Fastest show on turf. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah fourteen points turf. favorite. Yeah, yeah, that was the St. Louis Rams, though. They're not the L.A. Rams. There's no difference. I mean, it's a big difference. They're not the same team to me. They just the uniforms look the same. No, nah, it's the same. <laughs> oh, it's not. Look, Eric, St. Louis yeah, Rams. Look, Eric. Eric Dickerson says Eric Dickerson feels that they got jobbed in that game. 
uh, Dick Vermeil. Like, the, the Rams are the Rams. Like, I, I hear what you're saying with different cities, but they don't look at it like that. Like, the Ram players, the, the Ram legends and stuff, look at this as revenge. The fans look at it different. Game. The L.A. fans do. Uh, well, I, I think they're bringing up the, uh, the, the hatred of the Patriots part, or at least the alleged cheating. Look, we have Marshall Falk on later in the week. He's going to be in studio. So well, this is obviously something that's going to come up. Uh, whether he feels um, there's any redemption uh, to be had, I think I think he does. I know some of his former teammates do, and I like I said. I mean, look, Eric Dickerson said, "I hope the Rams play the the Patriots in the Super Bowl so we can get revenge for them cheating." Do you remember Chowder Dickerson said that last week? Yeah, yeah, Eric, Eric, uh, with the uh, uh, big goggles there. Yeah, the goggles. Yeah, yeah there's. <laughs> Yeah, God goes Paisano, yes siree. And uh, uh, it's going to be, hey, it's all about matchups, eh? Uh, uh, L.A. has uh, uh, Donald there and Sue. And uh, uh, we have for, uh, oh, yeah, they have Gurley and uh, uh, Cooks and Woods. But uh, uh, Belichick is going to come up with something like he did for the Chargers and KC, I think. Here we go again. We're giving Belichick credit for the offense. Josh McDaniels, what about this guy? This guy doesn't get enough credit. This guy's been with this team for so long. Belichick doesn't design the offense. Nah, but... Yeah, uh... his defense, but uh, he throws the uh, curves... For the offense also, Scotty. You don't think Josh McDaniels is a big part of that? Oh, for sure. But uh, yeah. uh, uh, who's going to get the credit now? The uh, uh, general or the uh, 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 corporal? Well, it should give so the corporal could, more credit. Good <laughs> hey, take us out, Clam Chowder. All right, Super Bowl week. I'm in the clambo, clambo, clambo. Let's all have a great of my secret creamy sauce. Feel the passion. Take care, everybody. Go past school. Clam chowder. Thank you, chowder. All right, we'll take a quick break. Game time decisions continues. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, Yang, good job with the tunes. Um, game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Cam uh, AWOL, Scott Engel's in. Mike Blue will join us later. Uh, one of the DFS guys uh, from Daily Roto uh, will join us. Um, so, uh, Clam Chowder brought it up, actually. It used to be the media day was on Wednesday. I think now... I don't know. Like it's almost like every day is the media day now at the Super Bowl. So it's, it's a little bit different now. I think maybe tomorrow is the circus day when when all the stupid questions are asked and the hot weather chicks from Mexico and the gags and Jimmy Kimmel sends people. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's whatever. It's a waste of time, but it's a Super Bowl. It's a Super Bowl tradition now to waste everybody's time for a couple. Sort of like Corey Parsons' questions. He'd be, he'd be perfect in one of these scrums. Uh, but tonight... <laughs> Yeah, like, Corey always, like, I'm, I'm, I have these guests on. You know, we're talking sports, and I'm asking hard-hitting, like, real sport questions. Corey jumps in. Are you married? Do you have a girlfriend? What kind of car do you have? He, like, he wants to get to know the guests better. I'm like, you know, I, I said, come on, Corey. We're, we're all business here. Super Bowl week. So, no, lo and behold, you have to do it again today. Uh, but tonight at the Super Bowl, they actually have a press conference tonight. So... Tonight's the first time. I think it's at 7 o'clock Eastern. Players are going to speak, and the Rams are already talking. And you don't want to poke the bear, Scott. Like, if you're – so uh, this this Roby Coleman dude, he's the one that got away with uh, with the pass interference last week. So, of all people, yeah. he's the one talking now. 
age is definitely taking a toll. For him still to be doing it, it's a great compliment to him. But I think he's definitely not the same quarterback that he was. Um, when speaking of Tom Brady. And Brady, you know Brady pays attention. He gets motivated by all this stuff. He lives by this stuff. Like, you don't want to talk smack about the Patriots. It doesn't do anyone any good. Yeah, well... Does Brady need any? Well, sometimes when you know there's bulletin board material like this, it may mean extra motivation uh, against an opponent. And look, I, I, I've I've seen it. You know, I've seen uh, where Brady's been mic'd up, and he he t- he talks a lot of crap to the other team, regardless. I I really think in this instance, being Tom Brady, the whole country's against him. So who's the Cal Roby Coleman to be one more guy? Tom Brady feeds on that, yes, but the entire country is against him. I watched a clip from, uh, you know, they gave the Patriots a send-off, and Tom Brady was leading everybody in a chant of, we're still here, we're still yeah, yeah. here. You know, let the whole country know that we're still here. So the Cal Roby Coleman is not going to be one ounce of extra motivation. The whole world, it's the Patriots against the world. You talk about so many times when team meetings, they close the door and the guys say, it's us against the world. Well, it really is the Patriots against the world. Tom Brady doesn't need any more motivation than that. And one thing we can say, too, is whenever you hear this, like, as if Tom Brady's not already going to be motivated, right? <laughs> like, how much more motivated, you know? They always say, oh, this team wants it. Well, both teams are going to want it. Everyone wants yeah. to win the Super Bowl. Who wants but what it, it does do, yeah, but what it, what, it, what it does do, though, it puts a target on that guy's back, Roby Coleman. Like, now Brady will enjoy going after you. That's that's the thing where yeah. it's that's not, true. it's you know, it's not the smartest thing to do. But, honestly, you want to have confident kids going in. And, honestly, I, I will agree, Scott, that short of someone saying something obnoxious is that dude. Yeah, yeah, like, short of saying something about his wife or something, I don't think anything that anyone says matters. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's, it's sports. It is what it is. You expect both teams to be confident. The Patriots like to play this nobody believes in us card, which isn't true. It's fake. That's fake. You know, the bet against us crap. That's fake. But you're right. They can play that everybody hates them card because that is true. Like, I'll give you that. Like, who doesn't? I mean... They're a hard team well, to like, as we talked well, about. Well, this year, everybody, they, they, they're going by the fact that everybody thought they were done, and this was the end of it, and they're kind of using, using that as motivation. I know, I know. You know what? It's not done, and it's not going to be done because of the uselessness of uh, the New York Jets, Miami Dolphins, and Buffalo Bills. Uh, I, see, Dude, I don't know if I, I fully they, they agree play. with that. What do you mean? They play in the easiest division in the league. Yeah, but like still, year in, though, year out consistently. They've won, they've won nine conference championships, though. That means they're yeah. beating everybody else in the conference. Not just about the division. Yeah, I give you that the division they've is never, weak. They've never made yes. it to the Super Bowl without having a bye week before. Look. They've it, never made it. In any any year they didn't have a bye week, they didn't make it to the Super Bowl. So and then their soft schedule Puts them in a spot where they only need to win two games every year. Yeah, but if you, I they're like a, they're like a breakdown. they're like a college football team, dude. They're like a college football team that plays in a soft conference, so it's easier for them. Uh, to get I don't, there I don't every know if year. I agree. I don't know if they agree with that. How can you not agree? It's just facts. first off. I'll give you. I'll give you three. I'll give you three reasons why I don't agree with it. First off, good teams beat who they're supposed to beat. Okay, and that's what the, that's what the Patriots are doing. Okay. Secondly, somebody I can't remember who I wish I could quote it for you, Gabe, did a, did a study, and the Patriots are just as good as outside of their division as inside. Third off, they're okay, beating everybody that. in the conference. They're winning the playoff games that they have to win, and they're still getting to the Super Bowl and beating the other conference. Only so, when they have the bye week. Only when they have a bye. Only when they have the bye. That's when they win. But, they, they but do they've it. earned the bye. You can't earn the bye on six wins alone because if you beat it certainly them, helps. Usually, what are they usually like four and two and six, five and one in their division? It's but not still, even comparable. You, you, you have. They, they still have to win. Like, look, about, the Pittsburgh Steelers about another six and seven games to get that bye. The, the Pittsburgh Steelers have to beat the Baltimore Ravens. They, you know, the Bengals were usually pretty good. They actually have to play good teams, right? Like the the Patriots don't have to play good teams; they get an automatic. They play three, good six teams outside of their division, and they beat them. 
Yeah, but them getting free six games makes their life easier. Whose life is easier, the the Chargers or the Patriots? Look, it's not you the know, Patriots. The Chargers, that's what the schedule is. The Chargers they're have to go to Denver. They're supposed to beat. Yeah, it's they're they're lucky. They're in an easy division. I mean, There's what no team? What NFL team are you going to look at the schedule and tell me? You know that like, that, that every game. Look, is, look, every other division know, is, Scott, is tough. Listen, every other division is up and down. Okay, like look, the NFC East this year wasn't great, right? It wasn't. You know, the Cowboys won a division. The Giants were terrible. The Eagles were okay. It wasn't a great division. But it was. It has been a very good division in the past. You look at the the NFC South. You know, every year it's, it's the worst to first. There's always good teams in the NFC South. The NFC West is usually up and down a bit. Some I remember when it was the worst division ever years ago. Now it's you know it's 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 been better. But there's been one pretty freaking consistent trend. The New York Jets are inept. The yeah. Buffalo Bills are inept. And the Miami Dolphins are inept. That, that, don't tell me that doesn't help the New England Patriots. They don't have to worry. It's like we're playing loser teams six times a year. Like the division is given to them every year. Yeah, but they're still beating the teams outside their division. The Pittsburgh Steelers, whether it's regular yeah, but so are other teams. or playoffs, so let's look at, cannot let's look beat at the other the teams Patriots. Records. Yeah, that's true. But it they're, doesn't they're, change they're, the fact they're beating that this... other, They're beating other good teams during the regular season. They they beat Kansas City during the regular season. They beat Houston during the regular season. They're winning in the Super Bowl when those teams are on an even field. Well, they've won They've won one more than they've lost. They're, they would, they're one win away from well, being five a 500 three, team right? in the Super Bowl. Yeah, they'd be one. That's what I'm saying. They're, they're two one, wins away. One loss away from being, you know. If they're if away, Pete they're Car- not, though. If they're away, they're Pete, not. If Pete Carroll isn't a stupid moron and doesn't want Marshawn no, Lynch getting no, the ball no. and celebrating, they win it, they lose the game. I'm a Seahawks fan, and I'm not discrediting the Patriots for it. It's not that the Seahawks were close to the victory. The Patriots earned that victory because that was a spectacular play by Malcolm Butler, who had watched that, that same that, setup on film. He never, he never should have had that opportunity to do that. You, he you made don't throw the, the play. Ball you give him credit. He made yeah, the but you play. Don't, you, you also have to call out the Seahawks for calling the of play. Of course too. you do, but I'm not discrediting the Patriots for making a spectacular play. I mean, the first, the first Super Bowl, they cheated the Patriots. They knew the Rams' plays. And like in the first half, they knew the Rams' plays. Like I don't know how they got the script, the playbook, whatever it was. Whether they secretly filmed it, what they did, I don't know. But you know there seems to be a lot of people. You are sound like convinced. a Bills fan. You sound like a, no, a fan to do. from the AFC East. It has nothing to do with me being a Bills fan. I'm just, I just speak facts, Scott. The AFC East does <laughs> suck as a Bills fan. Like you can't say it doesn't. Yeah, but the Patriots still have to win in the postseason. They have to beat other teams too. Yeah, but they've never, they've never done it when they're not. It's sort of like, um, like I said, it's like a college football team. Like a college football team can beat other teams, but it doesn't mean that their life, like. Like a team like Pittsburgh or say, or the Chargers or the Chiefs, they're more beat up as the year goes on because they have to play tougher division games and then play the Patriots as well too, right? Like it's just it's it's not rocket science here, Scott. Like the Patriots aren't threatened. They have they have six easy games a year. It makes their life easier. My my wife is accusing me right now here of being a closet New England fan. <laughs> it sounds like you are. I'm not. Lot, I'm just defending of, a good good ball club. I like good football. I'm not saying they're not good. They're, they're legendary. She's a I Yankee mean, fan, though. She likes to give me crap. They're, no, they're, listen, they're, they're, they're legendary, but let's be real. Let's call it out for what it is. There are There is somewhat of an asterisk next to this whole body of work that they've had. Would you not say? No, I wouldn't say that. It has never been proven that they're cheaters, unless you want to believe well, that no, science no, project. Yeah. <laughs> Well, what was Spygate? Well, the, you know, the Jets got accused of the same thing, too. Yeah. No, listen, I'm not yeah. saying that other teams Look, don't cheat. I'm not, I'm not going to say here that, you know, there hasn't been a smoking gun with the Patriots. But in the end, when you go to nine Super Bowls and you've won five already, they're still a damn good football team. And I, I respect the hell out of Tom Brady. Oh, no, I, I do, too. Listen, I'm a Michigan fan, so I knew Tom Brady before he was even on the Patriots, followed him, liked him. But there actually is, though. I mean, look at uh, look at Dick Vermeil. Like uh, Dick Vermeil said, um, 
last week. He said, congratulations to the Chiefs. At least they did it the right way. So that's pretty clear that the Dick from He never BL did feels, it with them. No, he, he, he obviously feels, though, that the Patriots were cheaters, right? When he, that was a little pot right. shot there. Uh, you know, Kurt Warner, look, Kurt Warner's a pretty straight guy. Yeah. Kurt Warner asked about it. He goes, well, we lost the game. I don't want to make excuses, but he goes, I will always wonder. Like I said, I can't wait to speak to Marshall about this, even though I'm sure it gets old, and I don't want to repeat the same I, see, thing I, over I and over. I can understand what Marshall but... Falk feels the Rams are still the same team because I think players view it differently than fans, but I, I view the Los Angeles Rams and the St. Louis Rams as different teams. Nah, it's the it's the, the, the brand. Same uniforms. Same, they're the Rams. Same style of football team. Like, look, yeah, like... I, uh, Look, I, Eric don't think LA, I don't think L.A. fans view it that way. Uh, I think L.A. fans sort of claim, would claim, you know, past players as theirs as part they of the franchise. They claim that Super Bowl win is theirs. It didn't happen in their city. No, no, but when Kurt Warner's honored at a game, where does he go now? He ain't going to St. Louis to a Cardinal game. Well, there's nowhere else to, to honor him. That's true, but he's still, going, he, he never game. played his home games in St. Louis. I mean, it's not Angeles. like the, t- yeah, but it's not like they're like the Ravens and the Colts. It's the same franchise, same team. Yeah, I, I think like the Raven, the Ravens and the Colts. Yeah, it's it's the same franchise. Well, look, the I Ravens, can't. The Ravens I'm are not, the original Browns. They're the original Browns. Yeah, it's all twisted. That stuff. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it gets confusing. <laughs> it gets confusing. The the NBA. My head down. Yeah, the NBA tree gets confusing as well. All right, well, uh, Mike Blewett will join us uh, pretty soon here. Pittsburgh Steelers fan into the mix. Oh, boy. Game Time Decisions, Ready and Rage Radio. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The King, Scott Engel, steps up and in out of the bullpen at the last second. Mike Blewett uh, will be uh, joining us soon. So, yeah, I don't even need to ask you who you like in the Super Bowl. It sounds like uh, you're, you're a Patriot lover. Yeah, so I'm assuming you say the Patriots are going to win again. Patriot lover. I just think, credit I think your wife's, credit is due. I think your wife's right. By the way, what do the Falcons and the Fantasy Sports Network have in common? The Falcons and the Fantasy Sports I don't It's an open end. Blue, I don't want to get blew it. I don't want to get. Oh, that's not bad. I was going to say, are you trying to get me in trouble? <laughs> <laughs> no, you got a guy every morning that can do that for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I sometimes wonder if he's trying to get fired, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so, like I said, does it, it's not like I have to ask you. I mean, yeah, Tom Brady's the greatest. Josh McDaniel's the greatest. They never cheated. You're even giving them credit for the Seattle game. I didn't say they cheated, though. No. I, didn't, I didn't cheat. say they never cheated. Look, I said there's a smoking gun there, but still, the, 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 the record of success is too good to measure. To, to me, what it comes down to is, is that Tom that. Bill Belichick always takes away a team's best weapon. If they play the, yeah. they, they take away the running game. I really fear Jared Cuff without Cooper Cup in a big spot where he's really pressed to have the game on his shoulders. Now, well, I give him, I give I him credit counter, for the winning drive against. I would the Saints. say, yeah, that's but, a pretty uh, big spot, dude. In the NFC Conference Championship, yeah. you get the ball on your ten yard line, Scott. I thought he sort of proved that he could do it. I, I, I think, I think you know, he sort of proved he could do it there. But since week twelve, he's been very, very up and down. 
I'm not going to disagree that the Ram offense was, but that's irrelevant, dude. They were they were a 13 and three football team. They were banged up. They knew they were going to be the two seed. That's why Jared Goff. Yeah, Jared Goff was fine against the Cowboys. Uh, you know, he sort of he got that first. You know, he broke the ice. He got his first playoff win. Then he was really good last week. Um, you know, he he was. I mean. He had a lot of drop balls, too. There were a few drop balls early with Gurley. That led to that interception early. So, I, you know, I get it, though. I, I'm not going to deny that there has to be a little trepidation about, about Goff holding up for, for four hours in this because it's going to be an emotional roller coaster. We know Brady's been there, done it. We'll talk Todd Gurley on the other side because, like Scott says, the run game's a big key for the Rams. If they have a healthy Gurley, it'll make a big freaking difference. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. What about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com, proudly made in America.